Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast where we discuss topics of life, faith, and whatever else is needed. For the good of the body. It's for the good of the body. I'm Campbell. This is Cole, and that's Ben. And we're back to For the Good of the Body podcast. We do have a special guest with us today. Crew Taylor. If you know him, you love him. If you don't know him, you're about to love him. That's right. (laughs) Come on. That's right. Should we let him introduce himself? I think I think he's old enough to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Crew. Hello. I uh, some people call me the Great Value Campbell. <laughs> Nobody calls you that. Yeah, that's a lot of people that. call me that. Well, yeah. if you guys haven't noticed, Campbell's not here. Campbell's gone. Not here. He's out. So now we got a crew. Great oh, <laughs> special yeah. special guest. You, and, ever, uh, you ever seen the replacements? Mm, Good movie. No. Football movie? No, I haven't seen it. You guys are so young. All right. Mm. I'm the old guy in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Back to crew. Here I am. Crew, uh, should we should we introduce him? I don't know. We don't you know. could give some highlights. I we think. Quick highlights, and then I'll let you introduce yourself after that. Fill in the gaps a little bit. I love that. Like uh, peanut butter. So, Crew Taylor is, uh, some would call him a man, some would just call him a myth, others would call him a legend. Mm, Scott's dead. Uh, and uh, <laughs> he is here all the way from the loo, as we call it. If you actually live there, you don't call it that, I don't think. Uh, 314, baby. The 314, St. Louis, Missouri. Shout out Emo's Pizza. Come on now. Come on. It's good. Strips of bacon. Also, St. Louis City soccer team is in second place right now. We're good. Real good. Inaugural season. Uh, (laughs) Cardinals Cardinals are climbing back. We're trying. They're climbing back. I heard they they lost to the Royals. They're not (laughs) as bad as the Royals. (laughs) Not as bad as the Royals, okay? They lost one game. Play 162. I got you. But... Uh, Crew Taylor uh, works for works for K Life up in St. Louis, K Life, uh, and that's kind of how we got connected. I guess that was a, um, yeah. initially, uh, but I would just call us friends at this point. You know, we were now. playing golf yes uh, yeah, today. We yeah, we were. Uh, we're playing golf tomorrow. Yeah, we are. If you play golf two days in a row with someone, I don't know how you can't be friends with them. Come on, fair point. Uh, if you're not friends, there's no way you're making through both rounds. That's right. That's right. Someone's <laughs> going to die. Someone's going to die. But yeah, crew, welcome to Bolivar, Missouri, man. Here I am. Wow. Happy, the happy homeland. Here. That's right. You're here. 100%. You're here. Uh, how's, it, how's it feel? You know? It's a little humid outside. Yeah, it is. We Just are outside. There. We are outside. We, it's, it's nice, though. It is really nice. Wish you guys could see it. But um, Yeah. I'm uh, here for a golf tournament. That's right. Uh, I've been told I've been brought in as the ringer. Don't yeah. know why. It's a business trip, you know. It's it a K-Life a team. You know? right. <laughs> it is a K-Life team. That is right. Um, yeah. we're, all, we're all paying for ourselves. Yeah, which is tough. <laughs> hey, but if we win. Hey, if we win, if it's we all win. worth it. If it's we all win. worth it. Payout. Come on now. Huge payout. Kyle. Kyle will pay for us. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> business expense. <laughs> Write that off. That's right. That's right. Uh, but, yeah, I'm a pretty simple man, so... I don't know what else to tell you about. Yeah, that's good. That's <laughs> good. That's good. That was a good intro. Cole, we're going to uh, – so uh, I I think Crew is one of those guys that, that is, uh, you know, I wouldn't – I wouldn't throw him in the most interesting man in the world category, but <laughs> oh very, interesting, <laughs> very interesting. Very interesting. Very cool. Very cool cat. Uh, 
Um, and, and oh man, I just thought it'd be fun to to have crew on and kind of share some of his story and like we talk ham it up about ministry. You know, obviously this this ministry of Caleb kind of brings us together. Um, and whether or not someone listens knows much about Caleb or not, I think we can glean just some some takeaways from talking about life and faith and ministry and discipleship yeah. and, mm. and some of that stuff. So, so crew. Yeah, for go. for us and for the listeners, just tell mm. us. So, what do you do? Well, what do you do? What well, do I question. do? Good question. I follow Jesus. Oh, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, that's right. I'm spiritual. <laughs> um, but uh, I am the uh, chapter director at St. Louis K Life. Oh, shout out, rep it, the baby. OG K Life. Come on oh, now, first one, first K Life. Is it really? 1979. Yeah. 79. I did not know that. Shout out Keith Chancy and Come a handful on. of other people. But we're giving so many shout outs to people that so listen to this podcast. <laughs> it's yeah, right. They might. The millions will be listening. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just get to work in a youth discipleship ministry um, and just get to point people to the Lord and. Uh, continue to uh, pursue them as they pursue Christ. And it's just a beautiful thing because we just all get to grow together. And uh, it's not like I'm above anybody or below anybody. I just get to just be alongside everybody. And so just get to bring people along, mm. tell people what I'm learning about, let listen to them what they're learning about and grow. Yeah. So it's a beautiful mm. thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. The first thing you said, it was kind of, you know, tongue-in-cheek, but I think it was on to something here. Can you give us any more flesh out when you say follow Jesus mm. uh, because I think when I read the New Testament the people that would be Jesus people right to use this try to use a neutral term would either be categorized as a disciple yeah. or a follower that's like the language yeah. right we say Christian a lot yeah. around here yeah. almost like it's like a like a club yeah you know or a political thing or whatever it is <laughs> But you say follow Jesus, and so I, I would just love to hear what does that, what does that mean? Yeah, know? yeah. Well, Jesus says it himself, right? Like to to deny yourself, pick up your mm-hmm. cross, and follow me, right? And uh, simply, what I've been just really learning about me and Ben were talking about this today. <laughs> it's just, man, when I follow Jesus, it is I'm denying myself of what my my own flesh wants. And my dis- sinful desires, um, and I am crucifying my flesh to the cross um, through Christ, and I just get to follow Jesus and what He, I mean, is the perfect example <laughs> of of what mm. uh, of what righteousness looks like here on earth, uh, and I just get to pursue that, um, and while pursuing that. The beautiful gift is is that while pursuing the lifestyle of Jesus and modeling my life and pursuing righteousness, we get to be more intimate with Jesus. Mm. And that's a beautiful thing. Mm. Whoa. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's not that I, I, that's not how I would catch many people's description of, like, faith, you know, mm. of religion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, like, it's much more like I do this and... Maybe it's because I'm appeasing some person in the sky, or maybe it's because of what my parents told me to do, or some set of rules, or something like that. But what you're describing is like, sounds much more like a relationship. Yeah. You know, in the words yeah. of intimacy, you know, most people just chalk that up to sex, you know, like, but there's, yeah, there's an intimacy that, that goes, that goes into like closeness, kind of a yeah. spiritual, relational realm. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, like the the gift of salvation is God Himself, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and now, right, well, well, really, salvation and redemption is just returning back to the garden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, like yeah. such such an awesome thing because I mean, we see that God walked with Adam and Eve in the cool right. today, right? Like walked with them. Whoa, uh, walk. And that's what we're getting back to. Redemption is taking us back to that. No, that's real good. And I mean, and Christian is is referred to as well and seen as an association with a group of people, right? Mm. So when you simply even see yourself or tell people who you are as a Christian, they can't really glean much from that because what it is and what it is seen as is just an association yeah. of a, like a, yeah, of yeah, a, yeah. a people group, you yeah. know? And so I think almost simplifying it into what it truly is like being a disciple of Christ or following Christ is a lot simpler, but I feel like it's also is a, so much deeper of a definition of mm. like what we're actually yeah. like striving after. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. so what differ- differentiates us from every other religion in the world, right? <clears throat> every mm. Everybody can claim like a certain group of people, but the we were talking about this earlier, people mm-hmm. can say th- the same things, mm-hmm. but mean completely different things. And so like us being a part of our religion of Christianity right, 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 right. is so much different than saying like, I follow Islam. Right, yeah, yeah. you know, or, or or I'm a Hindu or something like that. It's, it's so much deeper, like you're saying. It's so much different. Yeah, yeah. The phrase I heard this today in the bank. Literally, I mean, I was walk. I heard this today. A couple of guys are gonna be at the golf tournament tomorrow that we're gonna be at. That and we're I gonna beat. Uh, that's right. We're gonna dominate. <laughs> dominate the most holy way. But like they, they, they <laughs> I heard him talking about. I think the, I think it's one of the. I think it's one of the guys that are that are that's gonna be playing with them, and they're like, "Hey, I don't. Do you know this guy?" Like, nah, I don't know, but I'm over here in this conversation, right? And they're like, well, he, either he said or, like, I think he's super religious, right? Mm-hmm. So he's not – he was he was getting after, like, he's not going to be, like, drinking because this is a – you know, there's going to be a, a good amount of drinking happening at the golf tournament. Another opportunity for us to win. Uh, right, 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 right. right. <laughs> yes. Sober money. So many people are going to be – uh, not in the best headspace, especially in the afternoon groups. <laughs> the morning groups are maybe a little more focused. Uh, like, man, did you see where my drive went? Uh, <laughs> but, but it, th- that phrase—I just thought about how loaded that phrase is. Yeah. Like, oh, he's religious or she's really religious, yeah. and what does that mean? Like, that has a certain kind of connotation to it. Yeah. Uh, but, um. You know, when if I'm like fo- uh, following Jesus, or some would say apprenticing under Jesus, right? Like, I might say I'm uh, religious in a relational sense. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. rather than just like in yeah. a ceremonial sense, or in yeah. a or in a um, I don't know what you want to call it moral sense. I guess some people look at like drinking alcohol, yeah. right? Like as a moral issue, right? And so, um, it's just really, it's really interesting and I, and I like that the thing you bring up of like yeah we could say one you know someone could say this with their religion or uh, I just I just made me think about that the yeah. interaction I had with these guys at the bank yeah yeah I mean I, I got a I got a question crew Come so on. And this goes off what we're talking about now but with being employed with a, a youth ministry organization and but also this religion like this faith being something that's like personal to you how do you balance like uh what your job is mm. and balancing like 
who you are as a person. Yeah. Because you think about it, there's Ooh, there's a lot of this is good. This is good. I'm excited. There's a lot. Of, there's supposed to be a lot of overlap because yeah. that's your job description, but yeah. that's also who you say you like are as a person. Yeah. So how do you like balance the two of that? Uh, yeah. So, um, something that is like talked about a lot in, especially in the K life world, is that, um, our our personal intimacy with the Lord that's right, that's is right. the most important thing that will then drive the ministry that we do for our job. Most important discipleship tool. Most important discipleship yeah, tool is yeah. our own personal intimacy with Jesus. Um, and I think it's really easy, if not careful, to just view K-Life as a job. It's like, okay, I got to go turn on the disciple maker <laughs> switch. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Dang, it's okay. easy to like fall into that. But man, when when we um, are are submitting to the lordship of Christ and, and and wanting to obey the great commission to go and make disciples, yeah, and yeah, we do yeah. that out of worship rather than duty, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then it's like <laughs> my job's the best job in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> you know. Yeah, and then yeah, it's yeah. like that's a unique perspective. This is like yeah. the most joyful thing I could do here. You yeah. know, what, what else would I want to be spending my time with? So I just happen to spend. I just like we're lucky to be employed for a youth ministry because not everybody is obviously or just ministry in general. Like, what a gift it is that I get to devote all of my work hours into making disciples. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. like, in some form of some form or another, if I wasn't working in youth ministry or if somebody wasn't working in ministry as a believer, yeah, they would still be making disciples in some we capacity. Hope so. We would hope so, right? Hope right? So. Yeah. And so now, being employed by ministry, it's like well, I get to use all my waking hours in a sense to pursue this you <laughs> well know? Yeah. they say you know do something that you're passionate about yeah, 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 right. yeah. well though you bring up a good point see i'm i'm on the other side of like so you said it's so easy to fall into k-life like a job yeah i'm probably gonna be I'm, my my struggles has always been on like on the other side of like finding my spirituality in the job yeah almost of like I, I had a convicting talk a guy named don ford uh did this i mean so many years ago now um and i've been i mean not so many okay i don't want to be dramatic i've only been working <laughs> for Canada for eight some years but uh he just said like this, somebody said one time i heard it said like what take take k-life away right take your ministry job away oh yeah what's your relationship with jesus yeah mm-hmm. and i was like yeah. that that was a huge that was a huge wake-up call for me like in year like one or two of, of doing ministry and i was like okay okay um and, and and I think part a lot of it has to do with identity. Like I know I'm a, I I'm, I'm kind of like an all in kind of guy, right? Like whatever in like whatever team I'm true, uh, cheering for, whatever school I went to, I worked at SBU. I bought a purple belt, you know. I went to Truman. I had Truman gear. Like I work for K Life. I have K Life gear. That's a huge identity thing. Like that's a so like my struggle is more on the side of like finding my identity and what what I do. Yeah. And what I do is like kind of making disciples so it seems like oh that's fine but it's it, it can be fine until like if, if until i'm falling more in love with the structure or the mm. ministry rather than jesus himself yeah that's good and not mm-hmm. everything we do every day is like like we're like we're not floating a foot above the earth we're like. not well we're not we're not i think i think every as a elite like every waking hour is not necessarily like i'm not having coffee with people no like 12 hours a day right like send emails that I don't we gotta send say. emails <laughs> like, we gotta do like fill an I, excel I, sheet i spent a, i spent an hour and a half this morning right like going and running errands to like apply for a grant 
to like get money for yeah. K Life because we need money. Just no money, no ministry. You know, like yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, there's there's other things involved in that, and I yeah. and I think the further I go in ministry, like as a vocation, and the older I get, and how it shifts, the more I see it as I am removing barriers for people. Mm. To do the work of ministry, what's the, what's the scripture say about pastors? Like the role of pastors or shepherd, right? And we're somewhat in that role. We're not we're not claiming to be a pastor or anything like that. Don't put that on me. But Reverend. but like what the role of a shepherd is? Well, is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Yeah, that's good. And I was that was eye opening because I was thought you know, pastors just like the professional mm. ministers, you know? Right. Equip the saints. That's but good. like honestly, I have so many buddies of mine that have gotten out of vocational ministry, and they're like, I do more. Ministry now that I'm not employed mm. by the church, because uh, I'm heard just that. you know because like you're doing you're doing so many things that kind of keep the which is not bad yeah. like the organization and the structure and the training and um it is all good I mean it's not bad nothing's bad it's just a kind of an interesting observation that is yeah that is really interesting um, well and and I have an interesting question too how would either of you define the term ministry mm. oh that's that's a good question Cole group what do you got <laughs> Mm. And I'm gonna do a Google search too. And we'll see Just what. To have the straight up definition. Yeah, well, yeah, give us a. Google I don't know definition. if I trust Google, like for a spiritual. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But maybe, maybe type what is ministry. You know, see if Desire and God has anything on there. <laughs> Johnny P. Uh, I don't have Wi-Fi. Oh, <laughs> oh dang. <laughs> Never mind. Unbelievable. Hmm. How would you define ministry? Hmm. Furthering the, I would say, ministry in just like the most basic sense is faithfully trying to expand the kingdom of God. Mm. I think it's like the most generic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so I, mean, I, I think I, some some people can take the, the definition so broad and it's like any kind of work inside under the banner of like church or mm -hmm. or or christian organization right so like i'm doing ministry by filling out my expense report for my credit card for the organization and that's ministry i think that's a little too broad yeah. i probably wouldn't get that broad like i would i i would keep it focused on the relational work mm. like when i said doing ministry it's relational work with people yeah and pointing them to jesus like if i'm going to be a simple i'm a simple guy i think like our part of the mission statement of caleb is to point students to jesus yeah so when i when i think about ministry work i'm thinking of relational work of pointing people to jesus and sometimes that's, that's sitting and counseling sometimes that's teaching or, or a lesson or giving a talk um sometimes it's prayer praying with people um sometimes it could be i mean and some people, especially in the youth ministry space, would put ministry as like going to ball games and like sitting with parents and like conversing, and and I think that's still ministry. Yeah, yeah. Um, or like you know, regular folk would just be like, "I was just talking to people at a game." You know, <laughs> I think sometimes we can over spiritualize. Yeah. Too. I don't know. What do you got, Cole? So, and uh, this is Google. So Come I'm on, not Google. saying this is right because <clears throat> it's it's just different. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. No. So if you just so type in, but they're not using those Christianese words. Exactly. So we need that. We, we need, that. need that. So the work or vocation of a minister of religion. Okay. So then, if we go on to, so that's like the broad definition, right? Work so it, of a minister. So if we that's go to what, what is a minister, then right? Mm, okay. 
because um, that is the, the root word, right? A large or important church, typically one cathedral status in the north of England oh, that dang. was built as part of a monastery. That's what they called me in high school. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> so, like, I think, it, I, think it has, a monastery. <laughs> I think it has some sort of, of root to uh, Catholicism or uh, monasteries, and I think it is... Um, has some sort of root coming out of that, of what a minister is. Yeah, I mean, well, that that's gonna harken back to like like um, ministers and priests and stuff like that too. Right. So like that kind of work, that do, that's not the kind of work that we're talking about, like spreadsheets and uh, you know running errands around town. That's like the work of like preparing the Eucharist and like yeah. hearing confessions and and doing these other Getting like sacraments. And s- yeah, more, more that would like be the literal day to day of would like be a, considered more religious acts. Yeah, yeah. I guess you'd yeah. say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that's a. It's kind of interesting now. Yeah. But I, I've always been told like, I've always, I guess I haven't put a good word definition to it, but I've always had the mindset of like everyone's always in ministry, right? We're always, yeah. because we're all, I, what's different in the New Testament is the priesthood of all believers, right? Yeah. So like at Second Peter. Royal priesthood. Royal priesthood. First Peter? Second First Peter. Peter. First Peter, sorry. First Peter talking about how like we're the, the priesthood, like all of us are in the role of priests, and so we're all in the work of ministry by expanding the kingdom, kind of what you were saying like early, first thing, like we're all in the work of expanding the, yeah. the kingdom of God. That's, that's a good word. That's a good word. And so, I mean, as another little bit of a baseline, if you just look up biblical ministry, it says, In Christianity, ministry is the activity carried out by Christians to express or spread their faith. Mm. There you go. There you go. We're on it. Which I think is an interesting. You know, that's a that's good. Almost a, yeah. a simple way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Come on. All right. I would love to, I would love to hear... Just the, the the crew story, a little mm. bit of a testimony. You know, I've, I've gotten like a, a lot of bits and pieces over the last twenty four hours. You know, but I, I mean, Cole doesn't know anything. And, I don't. You uh, gotta enlighten me, man. And I'd love to. You know, I mean, maybe not the twenty five minute version, but like oh yeah, a, I can give a you few, a few minutes, rundown. a few minutes of how did Cole or not Cole? How did crew? <laughs> yeah, how, crew. How did Cole come to the Lord? <laughs> No. Hey. Crew, how did you come to know the Lord? And, oh, I want the details. Like, and 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 just. We'll ask more questions after that. I'm a big fan of asking questions of testimonies. So I'll give you a quick rundown. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll fill it. If you have extra you know, stuff you want to know. We'll poke holes. Um, <laughs> Swiss cheese. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I grew up in the church. Church is like the only thing I, I've known my whole life. Dad's a pastor. Mom's a worship leader. So it's like mm. I was birthed in a sanctuary. Whoa. Not really, but. Like literally. <laughs> um, so, I mean. Yeah, just at church all the time, like four nights a week, mm-hmm. bare minimum. <laughs> Whoa. Um, yeah, so like church is all I knew, and so I yeah. What were you there. doing those nights? Like as a, as a kid, I would sleep on the chairs. Okay. Because those sometimes services would go so long. Yeah. Mm. Like it'd be like midnight, and I'd do, be laying were you doing on the home, chairs. Were you doing homework there? Like oh no, eating snacks. I just would lay there, and just. Just Wish I was at home. <laughs> so you were like miserable. Like, yeah. Was oh my gosh. Sounds awful. Well, because like kids stuff would end. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, service yeah. is still going because people like some people yeah, still yeah. still hang out, and I'm just and my both my parents loving to death, talkers. They're the uh, social butterflies. That's where I get it from. But they, yeah. 
we're two seconds that already cut Here you we off. Go. So. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Um, so yeah, I grew up in the church. Church is the only thing I knew. I knew morals. I knew what not to do, what to do. I knew what the gospel was. I could give you a regurgitated mm. answer of what the gospel was. Um, I mean, ever since I was young, I could tell you that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. And whoever believes in him will not die, but have eternal life. Like, I knew mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't believe it. Um, mm. Just uh, because if I were to believe it, that changes literally everything about everything. And it didn't change anything. And so, um, yeah, grew up uh, just kind of in this, like, um, I like to reference it as a guilty by association kind of thing. Mm, what like do you I, mean by that? Like, I was a Christian because, like, everybody I else around me was Christian. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and yeah. I wasn't, like, ashamed of it. Like, I wasn't like, oh, I'm a Christian. I was like, no, I'm a Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, like, very cultural and just service level. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just uh, had a lot of identity issues uh, and just a lot of um, uh, just need for affirmation and just, like, was just insecure about every little thing and just strived to be the dude. You know what I mean? I just want all the attention, all the glory. Um, mm. And But at this point, you don't have, like, you don't have language for that. You don't you yeah, don't really know no, that's happening. No, but that's what I want. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You're looking at hindsight. Though. Hindsight, yeah, yeah, looking yeah. back, that's what I, I wanted. Gosh, all the glory. Man, if only we had hindsight only, on the foresight. If only, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so that led to just a lot of things. Searching for affirmation, a lot of things. I was uh, uh just addicted to pornography all the way from freshman uh, year of high school, late eighth grade, to uh, about my freshman year of college. Um, end of my freshman year of college, um, just, I mean, that was the only thing I found value in, right? Yeah. Like Whoa. this, I, I felt manly, you know what I mean? Like yeah, that was like yeah, affirmation, yeah, yeah. you know? Absolutely. Uh, and so I, I sought, um, good feelings and affirmation mm-hmm. from a screen and was addicted to variety and addicted to just, um, whatever my flesh wanted. <laughs> I just like had mm. zero self-control whatsoever. Um, and was just, yeah, just wrestled with a lot of identity and was just caught in this just, uh, this just whirlwind of sin. Uh, and that led to just a lot of things, especially late high school, um, or like freshman year of college, just like, I mean, lied so much about every little thing, lied to my parents, like was hiding stuff behind my parents' backs about relationships or like, you know what I mean? That they like, whatever, like they didn't. So like a lot more than just porn. Yeah. It wasn't just like, that's it. Like it was like, I was again, wanted the glory, wanted to just feed my flesh to whatever it wanted. Like I was enslaved to sin in every capacity of my life. Um, that's so insightful. But I knew it was wrong. That's the thing. Like, right. Be, yeah. and, and when I, I told Ben this earlier, I was like, I think my conviction or like my wrong feelings about sin was more so of like I was fearful of my parents in a good way. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like like my parents did a really good job of just like you know, raising me well. Like like disappointed, fearful of the, disappointing them? Yeah, or just like I just had an understanding that it was wrong because my parents would they would say this is wrong. Mm-hmm. Right, there was no like real conviction over. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and so just yeah, lied. To, I mean, just so so much, just seeking so much affirmation, whether it be from other people or I get screens, you know, mm-hmm. anything that could come my way that made me feel like the dude, like I I wanted it. Um, 
yeah, like I just wanted everything. And so uh, then my sophomore year of of college, I was uh, playing golf. Um, and then Missouri Baptist. Missouri Baptist. Go Shout Spartans, out. baby. Shine on. <laughs> shine on. Shine on. Um, I have a shine on tattoo, fun fact. Um, like from the song, shine on, shine on. Well, that's a Mobaps, Mobaps slogan. But you know about the song? No, I didn't know there was a song. Newsboys? <laughs> oh, maybe. Shine on, He definitely shine got on. on. Tattooed for Newsboys. Yeah, that's Sorry. it. Carry Go on. Newsboys. Wait, Go did you get tattooed because of Mobab? Yeah. Wow. No way. Where? Where? Well, <laughs> well, moving on. Oh, yeah. All right. Back to the sophomore year of college. Yeah, Daskal. Yeah, We have to cut that out. I did. <laughs> um, but yeah, sophomore year of college, uh, just again, just searching for so much affirmation and identity uh, through sports was one of those things. I just wanted to be the, the best golfer that anybody's ever met in St. Mm-hmm. Louis. and. Just wanted to be that guy. I wasn't the best golfer, by the way, um, but I wanted to be. Uh, but I just got to, like, number one on the team, and things were going really well. Just made chapel band at um, at MOBAP. Um, my mom has a wonderful gift of singing, and she passed half of it down to me. So made chapel band. And so, like, I was, like, all of a sudden was the dude. You know what I'm saying? But not, like, right. not really. Yeah. I, I felt like I was the dude. Because <laughs> I, like, yeah. all of a sudden I went from having no community, not knowing anybody, to I, I had, like, just was saying hi to, like, a bunch of people on the way to class. And I was, like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, right, like, number one golfer on the team by average. And and was on Chapel Band. Like, I was, like, this is it. I have, I have peaked. <laughs> like, this yeah. is it. Um, and then the Lord just, you know, works in really funny, mysterious ways. Um, the week right before COVID hit, I had my highest career finish where I like, genuinely was like in contention to win a tournament. And I was like feeling really, really good about my game. And like, which is hard to do. If anybody oh, doesn't know much about college golf, not ideal. <laughs> it's it, hard it is to do. Hard to do. Um, I put, so like to give you some perspective, I played college golf. I never even went to a tournament. <laughs> so someone said I didn't play college golf, but, uh, to win a tournament, that's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Carry yeah. on. Carry so on. it was like, yeah, everything was great. Like I wow. was I was feeling myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, all of a sudden uh, the next week the world shut down. <laughs> and oh my 2020, COVID uh, stripped, I mean, literally everything that I had identity in. I, I mean, literally everything. Wow. Um, and just was left empty. Um I just remember sitting in my sitting in my room at my house and just like didn't know what to do. Like I knew I knew I was like, okay, Lord, like I know you. Air quotes. Like I was like, I know this is like the only place I can turn because like I'm at rock bottom right now. Mm -hmm. And um, I just like just remember like the Lord just like it's just like all right, career. Like where's your identity? Yeah. And I was like, I have no idea. Like, I don't know, <laughs> you know. Um, and I can't point to, like, a specific time, but I just know I got there of, like, understanding that my identity is in Christ and his righteousness and that I've been completely re- redeemed holistically um, by the blood of the, on the cross and the re- through the redemption of Christ. Um, and that happened pretty much right right through COVID. And then I worked at Canicook Camps, which was mm. litty. Uh, and started volunteering for K Life right after that, and Gosh. the Lord really just did a work. That's insane! Wow, that's mm. insane. 
Okay, so follow up. What? What? All right. So that was that was sophomore year, kind of into sophomore yeah. year. Right, COVID. You're at home. Yeah. And you got two more years of school, right? Because mm-hmm. you graduated what May of twenty two. Twenty two. Yeah. Twenty two. All right. Yeah. So, uh, over the next couple of years, what's the journey been like with the Lord? Mm. You know, like because yeah. I think. Too often times we stop our testimony story like when God saves us because that's what we ask. Like, How'd you yeah. come to the Lord? But I, I am like most of the time I'm just like I'm just trying to get to all right. Give me a quick catch me up and then yeah. What's God been doing lately? Yeah, of, you know? yeah. So I the the Lord has had to do an unraveling of legalism in my life. Mm. Um, mm. Just like do the right thing. Dang. For more love. Um, again, just fighting affirmation, uh, identity, and stuff like that. Um, just. I'm just easily forgetful of who the Lord says that I am in him. Um, mm. And so, yeah, I just had a, uh, uh, just an unraveling, still unraveling bits and pieces, you know, like that mean there, it just, man, trusting that the Lord's grace is the Lord's grace and it's not lavished on us more when we're obedient. You know what I mean? Ooh. Like it, it's just the Lord's grace. Whoa. That has been lavished on us. Uh, Jerry Bridges puts it in this book called Transforming Grace. He talks about um, fighting, wanting to try to put yourself on a performance treadmill. Of, like feeling like you're running so fast and like you're doing a thing, but you're going nowhere. Just like trying to earn favor, earn Whoa. grace, earn love. That's powerful story. Uh, yeah. Powerful picture. And, and that, I mean, that's just what the last handful of years the Lord's just been un- unraveling is just... Yeah, just like understanding the love of the Father towards me in Christ Jesus, Dude. like that, I I have to rest in that. And when I when I easily forget, all of a sudden I start trusting, or I want to trust in my my own merit and mm-hmm. my own doings mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. obtain the love of the Father. Yeah, that, I mean that's just been the biggest thing, and enjoying the Lord. It's been Whoa. like the thing that I'm just like trying to learn. We were talking about this today, just like abiding and remembering. Yeah. The love of the Father and like resting in that, yeah, and just like enjoying. How was uh um how did you come to to find that legalism was something that you mm. struggled with? Um, hmm. conviction. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Also, friends, like community. Because like, was it playing out like you were like judging other people? Yeah, oh, yeah. Because oftentimes legalism leads oh, to judgment. Yeah. Right. Oh, right. 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 yeah. Coming down hard oh, on yeah. something. And then you see the patterns of legalism in your own life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Usually I would come down on the people the hardest with sins that I struggled with. Oh, my he's about to preach now. No, oh, no. Yeah. Because we get all amped up and they're like, well, why are they doing that? And it's like, well, you know, remember Jesus said, you know, take out the yeah. The, didn't you just do that yesterday? The you know, like uh, the log in your own eye. With the that's a big two by four up in there. That's uh, a big old two by four. <laughs> I'm like walking around smacking people. <laughs> um, yeah. So a lot of just like community of just uh, just like a lot of people that the Lord put in my life that are just really um, merciful and gracious. Wow. Um, talking about the church. Yeah, that just like showed me that, like even when I messed up. Like, for example, my fiance, who I'm about to get married with. Come married on. To. Shout out. Come like, on, Aaron. Shout out, Aaron. Come on. She is, I mean, the most gracious human being I've ever met in my life. Mm. Oh, li- when did I leave? Last night, for example. Okay. I, Story time. Fresh on, fresh on the brain. Real oh, recent. Man. This, recent. Is, this is just. You grab this from the top. Listen, show. yeah, seriously. Uh, 
your boy slacks on some to-do list stuff. Oh, uh-huh. we got a wedding in 17 days. Yeah, and your boy slacking yeah. because I wanted to play golf. Oh, yeah, my yeah, yeah. Not ideal, fellas out there. You Don't should do, do the task before you go have fun. That's right. That's right. So you remember when your parents said do your homework, then you can watch the show? Yes. That <laughs> still applies. <laughs> what a um, but Erin just yeah, just expressed and communicated her just like unmet expectations that were communicated, so it was very much my fault. <laughs> um, and like I and she was like really not happy with me. Like reasonably so. Like sure, she sure. she wasn't like screaming at me. Her upset is like, I'm disappointed. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, but uh, she just like expressed her concerns. And I was like, Aaron, like, I, I'm sorry. Like, I I just like did not prioritize. I was not a good leader. Like, I just like was not stepping up. And I just like asked for your forgiveness. She's like, of course I forgive you. And I was like, what the what? <laughs> what the what? I was like, yeah, like, any residue? Like, anything after the fact? She's like, no, I forgive you. Like, I get it. I understand. She's like, let's just make sure, like, let's just get it done. And I was like, what? Let's get it done, baby. But like, that's like the Lord, right? Like when we sit, when we, when we sin against the Lord, the Lord is like, right. uh, um, First John, right? Like we have an advocate on our behalf. Like if we do sin, there's an advocate on our behalf. Right. And it's like (laughs) that, that happens, right? I sin against the Lord. I look to him and I'm like, Lord, like, do you still love me? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. am I, like, I, I'm asking for your forgiveness. And, and Jesus, Jesus gets to look at him. like, hey, you're forgiven. Like, mm-hmm. I'm your advocate. Yeah. There was a, there's a little, uh, little word picture. Um, Lowell Seashore. Yeah, yeah. Previous I was about to shout out. I was about to kick it to you, man. He was, uh, um, he was doing a retreat, and he was just kind of giving this analogy to some guys about uh, God's grace. He's like, so imagine you and the Lord are uh, on a ping, like, at a ping pong table. Okay. And you're trying to volley it back and forth. You're like, okay, let's see if we can get to 100 volleys. And so you serve it. You know, he hits it back. So it's like one, two, three. And then you just whiff it. And boom, hits the ground. And then you serve it again. You're like, okay, one. And then God's like, I thought we were at five. Mm. Oh. Mm. Oh. And so it's like that his grace is like sufficient. Yeah, right, every time. Yeah, yeah. And that so it doesn't affect the way he views us like at all. Like yeah. like Christ's blood covers our sins so well. Right. There's no trace of them. Mm. Like no trace. As right. far as the east is from the west. Right. Not in the north and the south, but the east and the west. East and the west. Yes. Like white as snow. You know? Dude. And uh, I really think it's just such an interesting word picture because I feel like we see that in our lives so often because we catch ourselves trying to play volley back and forth, like, okay. How many days can I go and not mess up? Yeah, or like, yeah, man, yeah, I've yeah. catch myself Ooh, doing this so that's, many times. That's, that's true. Yeah, that's right. True. And then you like on your knees again, like, hey God, can you please forgive me again? Like I know, mm. like I did this again. And he's like, you did what again? That's what the, that's what I was getting at in yeah. the Dangerous Men book. You know, we come to God yeah. like, God, I messed up again, and it's like God is saying again. What do you mean again? Right. Like, because when he for, when he forget like. And some people, I mean, some people don't like this this phrase, and I get it. Like, I'm not, but, like, when he forgives, uh, Lowell puts it in the book, like a forgive and forget sort of thing, right? right. Or, like, you know, what it, real forgiveness is choosing not to hold that previous offense yeah. against you. And so it's as good as forgetting. Yeah. East is from the West. Like, how else do I, I I've got limited words to describe God's grace, you know? Yeah. And so. Our debt has been cleared. 
Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, and I think that's even. And like, you're not putting new debt on it. No, it's just like it's just it's just cleared. All of the sins. Yeah. Like all of our Past, sins were future sins. Present, future. <laughs> like all of our sins were future sins when Jesus was on the cross, and yet the cross is where God took care of our sins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Whew. It's good. Ooh. And that even just leads into the another thing. You know, Lowell talks about. You know, Bill, our friend, talks about. The power of thanking God for his forgiveness instead of asking for it. Oh, yeah. Wow. You know? And Yeah, and you ever heard about this? You ever heard of this no. concept? Tell him, tell him, call. So, like, uh, you know, we have a good friend of ours, Bill Walkup. He has a neat story where he um, he was walking after just some, some arguments that he's had. Um, I can't remember the story, but he was distraught over some sin in his life. Mm. And he caught himself just praying over and over again, like, God, like, please forgive me. Like, I'm sorry I did this um, or did that. And he just wasn't feeling that, like, um, what's that good word? Like, almost like the uh, resolution, right? You know, that or that conclusion, you know, that comfort that you can often feel. And then he was just remembered this idea of, like, you know, God's already forgiven me. I don't have to Mm. ask for him Mm. to do it again. Because it's not something that he can do again for me. Because it's already been done once and for all. Once and, and so he was twice. like, "God, you know, thank you for that forgiveness that you've already given me." Mm. And then, Whoa. like that is when he kind of started to feel that like comfort and that um, like he's been released from almost that like bondage of like shame and sin. That's good. Know? And uh, and so I think that that's just a, a real simple story oh, of I just like that. the power yeah. of that. But I think you know, in an even larger sense, it's just. Um, it's just like a mindset I think is important to have. Dude, I love, I love, I love and hate asking God, not asking God for forgiveness, but thanking God for this forgiveness. Cause like every time, like when you're doing right, right in sin, like you just don't feel worthy of anything. Yeah. I don't feel worthy to even be talking to you. And then I'm going to go and say, God, thank you for your forgiveness when I don't feel like I should be forgiven. Mm. But I'm not gonna wait on my feelings. Yeah. For you know, for like to step into the truth that God has for me. That's good. You know? Like yeah. so. No, that's good. It, feelings it, are real, not reliable. They're so real. They're yeah. so real. But like, God's truth is God's truth. But what's that saying? Uh, uh, feelings are a. Uh, they're a thermostat, not a compass. I don't know. You lost me there. You, you hear that? You hear that? Thermometer. So your feelings are a thermostat, not a not a compass, right? So they no thermometer. Well, thermostat same, I mean, thing. same thing. Come on, Ben. No thermostat sets the temperature. Thermometer yeah. tells you what the temperature is. Well, I mean, the thermostat will still tell you what temperature it is. All right. Well, yeah. We'll say I, thermometer. I, 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 yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Thermometer. But a compass, yeah. like driving. Right. It yeah. it tells you which direction to go. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. Right, and so okay, it, it's okay. a it's a temperature check of like where you're at. Yeah. Right, but it doesn't it doesn't give you a a direction of where you need to go. Right. In the okay. Future. Okay. I've never heard that before. That's nice. That's nice. Right. I think when I heard it was thermostat. That's but nice. I'm like, I think <laughs> well, I've heard so many people talk about being a hey, be a thermostat, don't be a thermometer. Uh, I've heard that a lot. Set the temperature. Don't set, set the, the temperature, temperature. Don't, don't read it. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> that's don't just don't just like. Be like the world, you know. Like yeah. you, know? you know what? I like that, and I'll update when I say that in Set the future. The temperature. But I, I like, like the that. compass thing. No, I never, yeah, I've not never a heard compass. that before. Right? Because I feel like I feel like that's so true, though. When you think about, oh man, how am I feeling? I'm feeling this way. That means I need to start doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. like which you know that's a whole different conversation. And you know, there's instances where you know, since feelings are real, it should affect how 
you change your actions in, in a way because your feelings yeah. are real. But they don't affect what is right. They don't affect who the Lord is. And they don't affect who the Lord is. Or what he's done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Or, or truth at any, yeah, any yeah, level. Yeah. And mm. so, but that's a whole different conversation. But mm. it's interesting, though. That was just a nice little tangent there. That yeah, was, that was a nice little tangent. I want to go back to crew story here. I, I do was still too. on it. I was still. I'm still on it here. I because only because I have a little cheat notes because I got a little glimpse of it when you were talking to me and Stevie. <laughs> I would love for you because I think it's important to just share a little bit of like the practical decisions you made and the mm. consequences. Most people think consequences are negative. I think these are positive. Yeah, but there were consequences to you really getting serious about your faith with Jesus. Yeah. There are things mm. you did and things you stopped doing that I would say none of them were really sinful. Yeah. Like there wasn't like a moral issue, but it was a uh, something drove you to do it. Yeah. You know, and so talk about some of those things that you were doing, not doing and how you kind of made those decisions. Yeah. And walk that out. Um because faith our our faith in Jesus is not just this intellectual thing yeah. it's not about belief it's like it's more about doing you know like yeah um well i mean the first thing was is that i mean it's really simple but i just set it up on my phone where i can't watch porn even if i wanted to hmm. okay that's good so a good. little practical step good. practical step a little parental controls on the old phone good patience some, some, some homies check my searches and stuff yeah 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 accountability, accountability. um practical one there uh one of the like biggest ones was so i was on the golf team um in that summer while i was at camp beautiful place this is where one of the reasons why i say that is because there's a lot of reasons but i didn't have my phone for a whole summer yeah so it was me my thoughts and the lord gosh like in, in the depths of my despair of like i cannot teach this sale class one more time I'm done. So. Oh man! Not even like sale. Not even like a despair. <laughs> it's just like I don't want to teach sale. Okay. Um, I yeah. I just like was with the Lord, and it was like, all right, Lord, like I ain't backing down. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I, I'm yeah. ready. I'm here. Um, and just like just uh, the Lord really revealed to me how how golf, specifically competitive golf, and just at that time golf in general was a massive idol in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I worshipped golf. Um, money, time, effort, everything put into golf, all of it. Wow. Like I mean, like I literally worked a job so I could play more golf. That was it. Whoa. Like that's the only reason I got a job was so to afford practicing. Um, and so that summer, the Lord just like really convicted me and was like, "This is an idol." And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> What do you want me to do about it? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Here we go. And uh, and just really, just really um, felt led. It wasn't like some emotional thing. I don't want to be like felt led. It's kind of like whatever. No, but yeah, yeah. I felt, I did feel led to uh, to quit golf. And I was like, again, just got to like the top of my collegiate career. Yeah. Had two more, three more years of eligibility because of COVID. Come Shout on. out. And like I like I had, my whole plan in life was to get a business degree at MoBAP, be a financial advisor, so that I could play more golf. <laughs> that was it. That was my. That was like the only reason I was going to school. Yeah. Was because was I was gnarly, like, actually. I was like, I can play. I can make a bunch of money, and then play golf with my clients, 
deal. deal. I'm in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so that summer, the Lord was just like, yeah. it was just, all right, Craig, what do you want to let go of? That's a gnarly story. Like, and so, yeah, yeah. Just, just quit golf, which was hard. So oh I gotta gosh. look back. Like I don't look back on it like regretting it, but it's just like, like I mean, I miss competitive golf sometimes. I'm also yeah. in a healthy spiritual spot right now with yeah, golf, yeah, so like that's yeah, different. Yeah. But, um, but I don't look back of like what the Lord used me quitting golf to do in my life. Like I, there's, I would never look. I, I would do it again a million times over. Oh. Um, so yeah, I quit golf, which was terrifying, because again, one of my biggest identity pieces. Yeah. And so, what was it yeah. like to walk up to your coach and be like, "Hey, oh, he. I'm I'm not coming back <laughs> next semester," because <laughs> um, you're still number one on the team oh, at this point, aren't you? Oh boy, this yeah, is I've never yeah. heard, I haven't heard this part. He, um, so he's a believer, okay, uh, which is huge, okay. Um, but he was very taken back to say the least. Yeah. Um, he was very willing. And he tried really hard to basically like give me a best of both worlds of like, uh, yeah, practice, go to tournaments, like sometimes if you can make it, yeah, and you can bring your Bible, <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, and so we just kind of went back and forth, just trying to like he was just trying to compromise of like man, like what do we, what can we do to like keep you on the mm-hmm. roster? Um, now this is really good because I, I would, I mean, I was thinking in my head like. What do you say to the person that's like, you should have stayed, and it could have been your mission field? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. so that was actually a conversation I had oh, with my my dad. Gosh, I was like, okay, on, yeah. Dad. So I was like, okay, dad. I, I like, should have just asked the question. Ugh. I was like, do I stay? And and just yeah, just like man, just commit to like this being a mission field. Mm. Um, and my dad was like, yeah. I mean, you could. Um and. It was, it was strictly the Lord because, like, in yeah. that moment, I like didn't, I wouldn't have been able to process this. But looking back now, if I would have stayed, my personality is like a very tunnel vision on things. Yeah, and I would not have been focused on ministry. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and so it would have just been golf. Like I wouldn't have like I wouldn't have used that as a mission yeah, yeah, field. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially if it would affect your game, Ex- right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And so, yeah, my coach, yeah, was really taken back, and it's just, and I was like, well, maybe I can't come hang out, and I, the Lord just kind of put a lot of barriers in place for me to just like not really have an opportunity to go back wow. once I like made the decision, and so. That's wow! Wow! Yeah. Oh my gosh! Crazy. So, I mean, I'm hearing that the the summary of it is like at the end of the day, that decision, right, to walk away from competitive golf, and you're on a good track. I mean, yeah. were you on scholarship? On scholarship, I mean, that is so nice. Thankfully, again, like that, this is what I mean. Like the Lord's yeah. like set up a lot of things that, like, it was okay for me to do that. Like yeah. somehow, my academic scholarships were like fine. Like for me to like almost maintain the same. That's crazy. Because if you think about it, I mean, logically and from you know any person hearing this story, it doesn't make any sense. No. Yeah. Not at all. So like my so what I'm hearing, if I'm summary, you tell me I'm off here. Is is like at the end of the day, you made the decision because felt strongly like a Holy Spirit, God telling you to yeah. like do, and not like not like weird, like God yeah. told me to do this. It's like <laughs> I think God wants me to do this. Yeah, and like I know, like yeah, I mean all the other reasons, like the comp, like we could have compromised, or you could do this, or the mission field, yeah. or all these sort of things. At the end of the day, like the, someone else could do that, and that'd be legit. Yeah, 
But for you, you couldn't do any of those things. Yeah, and one of the, like, I think looking at it and something I've learned a lot over the, like, the last, like, handful of years is that, um, man, like, you don't have to feel led to be obedient. You know what I mean? Oh, Oh, say that again. You don't have to feel led. Don't to be have obedient. to feel led to be obedient. Ooh. Someone tweet that. What do you mean like, by that? What do you mean by that? So, like, obviously, I had like idolatry in my life in a lot of places. Like, okay. it was just like affirmation and like whatever X, Y, and Z. Golf was just a very tangible one. Mm. Um, and so I knew I needed to be obedient and not <laughs> be an idolatrous person. Okay, okay. But through prayer and, like, being feeling led, golf was pointed out to be one of those things. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like all of a sudden, like, the Lord, like, beamed a light on the word golf while I was reading a right. book or something. I don't know. <laughs> it was just like, okay, pretty cool, Lord. though. I was like, Lord, like, I see that, like, I, I, I know that I struggle with this. Okay. Right, and, like, you tell me, like, I cannot have anything before you. Mm. Right, to to love Whoa. the Lord your God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That entire time, I was loving golf with my heart, soul, mind, and strength. Wow. And Holy I was like, God. okay, like, Gosh. all right, Lord, like, I, 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 I see that this is what you want me to do. And, like, I see I, don't, I can't be idolatrous. And so it's like, and then I just felt like the Lord was like, all right, crew, like, golf like that's it that's like that's like your big first step <laughs> wow. well I, there's definitely something here because i'm i'm sure we've all felt this and there's areas in my life where there's no way for you to know with 100 percent certainty exactly how god wants you to walk out in a certain level of obedience yeah but that hindsight i mean for you is it 2020 that, yeah. that was the right thing for you to do yeah absolutely and so a lot of times we don't get to see that until after the fact. Oh, I was terrified. I, th- <laughs> I think there is something that is so like special about that because even when you look back and you see how God is calling the Israelites to remember the ways that God has mm-hmm. has I remember today. has uh, um, remember has it made a way for them, but also just been faithful to them. Yeah. And you know, God would tell them to do things, and uh, there's no way for them to know f- for sure that it's going to work out how they want it to. Yeah. It's right. Faith. Yeah. Right? Faith. Yeah. yeah. But then they're called to remember, right, the the ways that God's been faithful in the past and that is a tool that allows them to have faith in the future. Yeah, yeah that's confident. good. Right. Yeah. So like I don't know, and this is something we, you can expand on, but like Do it again. how has seeing God being faithful in that aspect or even just other aspects in your life in your past affect like things that come up recently or in the future? Like Yeah. Um, like I said earlier, I'm easily forgetful. Mm-hmm. It's like even right now in this conversation, my faith is being stirred. Like I was like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, right, Lord, you did do this. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? yeah come on, um, come on, something. Lord. Uh, yeah, take him to kinda, church. Kind of what you're talking about. Like something I've really learned about even this semester is just like, man, well, part of the ways that we enjoy the Lord is through remembering. Hundred percent. Wow. Yep. 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 You know what I mean? Not remembering things that He's done even in our own life, or just simply just looking back to the cross. Yeah. Like, and remembering, okay, Lord, like, I have been redeemed. Hello. <laughs> you know Hello. What I mean? like, like, we get to enjoy the Lord. And so I think, um, yeah, I think it helps, right? Like, even conversations like this, like, <laughs> going into the next 16 days or whatever it is until you're right. married or about to get married, like, I can step into obedience knowing that, like, the Lord is faithful. 
Yeah. Like, like when, when when Jesus says that I came to give you life and life abundantly, mm-hmm. like we can trust that, you know. Like if God is holy, Jackie Hill Perry talks about this all the time. Oh, come uh, on, Jackie. If God is holy, right? He cannot sin against us. If He cannot sin against us, then we can trust everything that He says because mm-hmm. He's not a liar, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So Jesus says, "I came to give you life and life abundantly." It's Whoa. the truth. Yeah. Gosh. You know, and disclaimer. That's not always abundantly how we how we assume it's not ab- abundance. Ab- life and life abundantly yeah. to what crew thinks is abundance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the case. Well, it's like a song we sang at, at a church on on Sunday, Cole. Uh, it's, a, it's a song that's kind of been a hit for a little bit. It's not like a new song. Um, it, I think the chorus goes something like, "I've seen you move, right? You move the mountains, and I believe. Come on, bum, bum, bum. I'll see you do it, baby. And it, cause it, and it, it closes, but because you've you've never failed me yet. Promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Your faithfulness. Mm. Which I heard there was some. Uh, oh, controversy! Yeah, controversy yeah, yeah. about, that, about that. Yet? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> people in their worship were worship. And, and there, there would be people. Going. Oh my gosh, this is funny actually. Oh that uh, when they would sing that song, they wouldn't say the word yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never because they thought it was like wrong. Me. You talking about Calvary Church in Springfield? <laughs> no, I just uh, I just knew some people. Yeah, 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 yeah. You'll someone, never yeah, fail me. a mom brought that up to me. She's like, oh yeah, like I was like, I didn't know. I'm not on the. I'm not on the. I'm kind of out of like the Christian blogosphere world now. <laughs> I, I'm like, paid my, you should be. I paid my dues, and I just don't. Want to I set paid out my helpful. dues. Hey, Facebook, uh, shout out. Um, but shout out Mark Zuckerberg, dude. He'll listen. <laughs> No, that's Shout out so, Facebook groups. That is, uh, that's so that's so helpful, crew. All right, so give me just because we've been on this for a while, but I'd love to hear a couple more. That was like a big, not negative, right? It was a positive, but yeah. it was it was it was a loss. Yeah, right? you lost that identity, but you lost the everything around the playing, the status, the the fun. Yeah. Enjoyment, golf. all that stuff. Free golf, like that's a that's big deal, man. Season. That's a big deal. Um, did you sell your clubs? No. Okay. Uh, yeah. I still have my bag. What course did you, What course did you do? You have one course. You played multiple courses. Like, uh, our team. home course was the Corey at Crystal Springs in Creepcore. Oh man, it's a nice course. course. One course. Really annoying sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really target golf on the back. Unlike the last, like, Whoa. like eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen is like you have to like place the golf ball. It's really annoying. Dude, that's pretty cool. That's cool. That's so, fun. So what other decision? What I mean, you were talking about some of the things you did or you yeah. added or you picked up or you started doing. Mm. That would put more on the, on the positive side of things, more yeah. addition maybe and less subtraction. Yeah. <laughs> maybe there's some more subtraction to do as well. But <laughs> what were some of those other decisions you made? Just skip to the good th- stuff, Chris. Other things yeah. you, you, you put in your life and yeah. started making moves for the kingdom. Mm, something that I think the Lord has really um, – Put on my heart, like ever since 2020, just like that, I'm just extremely passionate about is sharing the gospel with people mm. and like being passionate about evangelism. Come on. Um, uh, I think, I mean, the Great Commission, like, it has to start somewhere. Yeah. Somebody just doesn't like become a disciple, like, randomly. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, like, I, I, yeah. I, I ain't gonna limit the Lord. Okay. But, 
somebody, right? Paul, Romans 10. How are they supposed to believe if nobody's ever like no preached the word? Them. Yeah, how, if nobody's told them how, yeah, how are they going to hear? We need no a preacher. We need to like, yeah. how are they, they going to hear if there's no one to preach? Um, and so, um, yeah, just become really, really passionate uh, because if we truly believe um, that Jesus has risen from the grave, come on, died, and came back to life. Whoa, <laughs> that 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 changes everything. It better everything, right? And it's so, got to. and so, if we truly believe that somebody will have to answer to a holy God one day, if we do believe Whoa. that, if we do believe that the Lord is coming back, if we do believe that there is a day where there will be no more time, mm. man, then we must be passionate about sharing the gospel with those around us. Question, answer, maybe, maybe. <laughs> so, uh. Crew, as being a uh, director of a discipleship ministry, yeah, and they're definitely not opposites. But how do you balance discipleship and evangelism at the mm. same time? I uh, I take my kids out gospel sharing. There you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So mm. we, I mean, like literally, we did this. Uh, we went. I just took a bunch of random, uh, not random. I but took a handful of my my kiddos with two of my leaders. And disclaimer, went, they're not his actual kids. No, they're not, not my they kids. Are his, they feel like my kids. That's a small group. That's a ministry yeah. thing that we, you know, yeah, if, my kids. Uh, yeah, Listeners, yeah. if you don't know, that, that will be referred <laughs> to as kids in, in the future. So keep that in my mind. My kids, they could be 16, they could be eight. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> um, but we just like took him to the mall and was like, all right, here's practical ways of how to start gospel conversations with people. Come on. Right? Because we can, like, I can list off the gospel. Right? right, but it's like okay, how do we do that? Like, how do we like go up to somebody mm. and like share the gospel with a random stranger? So you disciple them by teaching them. Evangelism. Oh yes, baby. First, that's two ways. Shared our lives with it's you. Kind of right. a, a that's a little right. circle there. Actually, where Full was I circle. just? Full I just circle. was at church this last Sunday at Abundant Life in Kansas City, and he was talking about how Come on. you are able to teach more by what you do rather than what you say. Oh, come on. And so, but yeah, we, we just take kids out gospel sharing. And like also too, like part of like balance, going back to like a question we asked way earlier, like how do you balance like ministry with your own personal like relationship with Jesus is like I make sure I try to do ministry outside of K-Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so good. like that's a good point. Yeah. We just like me, me and somebody sometimes just like, all right, let's go pull up at a park or go pull up somewhere else and just see if we can find anybody to share the gospel with. One time we went to one, uh, a mentor of mine back home. Uh, we went to a Hindu temple. Oh. And talk to the two main priests about Jesus for an hour and a half. Wow! And it's just like, like yeah, that's awesome. Like I, I, what, what I, I think the Hindu temple was way out of my comfort zone, oh, and I'm yeah. pretty extroverted, and I'm like, whoa, I love evangelism. Okay, and Come Hindu on. temple was like out of my comfort zone. Yeah, and um, <laughs> it literally just was like the Lord just kind of opened my eyes, and it's like, crew. <laughs> You don't really have, like, what's the worst thing you have? You really don't have that many <laughs> barriers. I mean, I walked into another religion's place of worship. They were literally, like, I mean, they would stop mid-conversation to perform a ritual to somebody that was stopping by one of the shrines. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they were so chill about it, just having a conversation. Wow. We just asked some questions and just, like, listened and just, and, like, all these things, right? And it was just, like, like, that was just an eye-opener. I was just, like... Okay, <laughs> what fake barriers do we just keep putting up uh, that's, that's as, a ex- good as, as excuses to just, like, not share the gospel Come out of fear? 
But it's like, it, I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Tim Keller, right, just recently passed away. And we, like, the quote that keeps going around is like, death is like the best thing that could happen to a Christian. Yeah. Right? Like, it is like, it doesn't, it, it can only get better, I think is what he says. Yeah. Like, it doesn't get worse. So, like. On his it, deathbed, he says, unlike. There's absolutely no downside. Yeah. To be, yeah, that's what he's telling his Come wife on. or something like that. It's crazy, right? Like, if we are, are truly convinced of the hope that is within us, like, mm-hmm. what's the worst that can happen? That's a good word. Gosh. I've, like, rarely had people be like, don't talk to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, people are willing to have a conversation. Oh, it's huge. I mean, I was just listening to um, our guy, Matty C., down in Dallas. Uh the other day talking about some of the research came out of Barna that that's been out for a little bit now, but like in 2022 it came out. Um, and just how, like, especially with, with, uh, what do we call this? Uh, Gen Z, right? Like, um, very open to spiritual conversations. Very. Like very open. Right. And well, I mean, it's not Gen Z. It's, it's our world. That's why, like, it's why we see so much of this, you see crystals popping the up. The new age stuff. Yeah. You see, you see all this stuff popping up because our our our, our society, if you want to say culture, I don't like to throw those terms like super f- a lot, but like just in general, the, the the current, the flow of the 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 country we're in, I'll just say the culture we're in, has worked so hard to kind of kind of move God off to the side. Yeah. Right out of public spaces, out of school spaces, out of like business spaces. Right, like you know, kind of. Move those things out. It's like a private thing you do. You do it. Do whatever you want. Just don't bring it here. You know, that's kind yeah. of the flow for a while. So we keep kind of moving God away and making decisions that are like purely let's just think intellectually. Let's not think about the, you know, spiritual ramifications or whatever. It will, it's, left, it's left us pretty hungry because we're not, mm. we're not just brains on a stick. Yeah. Right? Like, and, no, and like the crazy thing is, is, I think most of, from what I read, most of history we knew that we weren't just brains on a stick, you know? Like, like yeah. there's a spiritual reality going on, and there'll be debates long past when we're gone, right? If, the, if we're still here or whatever. Um, that doesn't make sense. But there's always been debates about what that <laughs> spiritual reality is, yeah. right? And what the e- good and evil is, and we'll keep having those debates. But, like, gosh... We know it's there. We can feel it. Like yeah. We can see it. Yeah. Um, Matt Chandler was just talking about that in a recent sermon. Uh, but he was talking about how, like, we're the only culture that doesn't just, like, widely accept that we're, like, yeah. spiritual people. <laughs> yeah, probably. I think we'll yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that, yeah, like we're the so only culture that doesn't widely, like, accept that we are spiritual people. Yeah, like the Western kind of enlightened yeah. products of the Enlightenment yeah. kind of stuff. Everywhere else around the world you go, like, People that don't believe in Jesus are like, yes. I it understand. might be Islam. It might be Christian. Yeah. It might be Hindu. It like might, might voodoo. What, it might be whatever. whatever. It is, like. mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, well, gosh. We're talking spiritual about spiritual people. Voodoo, man. Steve, you went to. We were talking about her going to Haiti. Haiti. You know? Yeah. It's oh huge my gosh. There. Huge. She. She was. She was there not too long ago. Oh. My goodness. Okay. So. Okay. Back to the question because we got to wrap. We got. We got to wrap it. Uh. What were the some of the things you did? All right, being passionate about sharing the gospel, mm-hmm. practical things. You started serving, volunteering with K Life. Yeah, sort of volunteering in St. Louis, making disciples, <laughs> just actually doing the work, doing the thing of a Jesus follower. Yeah, it's something I've been really learning about. Me and Ben have been talking about yeah. this. John Mark Comer, 
Yeah, yeah. The way. Shout out, JMC. Practicing the way. Of just like modeling our lives after Jesus. Yeah. And like, it's just like as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Doing like, what, dude says, do it. You just do what Jesus would do if he was you. Yeah. Right? Uh, it's like such like, it, it's like WWJD, but like at a deeper level. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think people that wear those bracelets all the time are maybe like, would Jesus fast today? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But besides what? Um, but yeah, just like, I think. And it's still something I'm working on. It's not like I'm, I, I, by no means, have this completely figured out. Not even close. But just like simple things, just like reading my Bible, and mm-hmm. praying, and studying Scripture, and being in community, volunteering, serving the church, like stepping up and being a small group, like I, mm-hmm. pouring out in some sense, mm-hmm. um, being find people. Pour into you, right? Like that's something so practical. Mm-hmm. Right? Find somebody older or more mature in the faith that is willing to invest in you and just be come alongside with you. And so, just yeah, practical things that we can just model and continue to model our lives after Jesus. Yeah, and I think that um, that mm. conversation about spiritual disciplines is is really interesting. It's really picked up in a lot of Christian circles yeah, over the last couple of years. Yeah. And I think it's such an interesting conversation because it's kind of some um, more historic things kind of coming back. Yeah. Fasting, you know, some of this yeah. stuff that um, um, was silence. like, it, yeah, silence, silence and, and solitude. solitude. Crazy. You know, um, which I think they're really great. We and don't I, even think about them. <laughs> which, you know, it's like, it's crazy too because in and of them, themselves, these disciplines have no value. Yeah. But I mean, they got some value. But when you mix them, <laughs> Right, with a relationship with the Lord and a faith yeah. that is centered on the Christ, mm. exponential growth yeah. and an abundance of fruit yeah. is like mm. awaiting, right? And, uh, but I think it's important like to, to keep that in mind because it's just like we were talking about earlier, just a step into legalism. Mm-hmm. And uh, with the disciplines, yeah. you know, yeah. And as mm-hmm. someone who feels like you like you've struggled with legalism in the past, how is that um, affect when you're trying to pursue these spiritual disciplines yeah. moving forward? Yeah, we were we were talking about Good this question. today. Good question. We were talking question. about this today of just how um, the disciplines, right? Take fasting for example. Like, I'm not fasting to fast. Mm-hmm. I'm fasting to access the deeper hunger that I have within me of the Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when I'm in silence and solitude, it's not so I just step away and be quiet so, like, the rest of my day seems better. It's so that I can be silence, silent before the Lord. Yeah, get God. Mm. You know what I mean? I get to I, I want the Lord out of these things. I don't want something, right? Like, I'm not fasting to get something. I may be fasting to, and praying, asking the Lord for something, or just like yeah. asking the Lord to do something, right? But like ultimately, I'm accessing the Lord, yeah. not mm-hmm. the Lord's grace or love or mercy. Yeah, it's yeah. just like I'm just accessing the Lord through yeah. those spiritual disciplines because our flesh wants yeah. to just like come up over and over again. Yeah, I think uh, you know we we were doing the the uh, prayer practice in our my small group at church and uh you know comer talks about all the disciplines except for one are just are simply a means to an end right they're the mean the means to get to god to get more of god so the one that's a little different is prayer right because like when you pray you know in in a way to where you're listening to god and communicating not just like 
telling him your wish list of things you want. But like when you really pray, um, as the Bible teaches to pray, then uh, you that that's like it is the end because you're like getting God, you know. So that's yeah. the only the one that's a little different. But that's good. Uh, that's, good. that's good. Well, we got the backstory of Crew Taylor. We got a little bit of the of the recent. What about the the near future? Near future. Yeah, yeah. Take us home. Take us home, man. Mm. Land this plane. Land. So just like what's in my near future? Yeah. yeah. What what's in your near future? And then, how do you want to continue to strive after these things that you're learning now? Yeah. With what you know is coming up. Yeah, totally. Man. I obviously I'm getting married, and so I'm taking a lot of these things into account, knowing that I will be. You're leading. probably already married by the time someone listens to this. Nah, oh, you definitely <laughs> are. <laughs> Wow, that's crazy. Talk yeah, to yeah, future yeah, crew yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, hey yeah, crew, yeah, how's it going? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah just going to continue to strive of just um, uh, just taking into account that I will be leading another person. You know, like I, yeah. I will be, well, I, I will be the spiritual leader of my household, right? And so, um, even just thinking of ways, man, how can I? cherish and nourish my wife not just like in the day-to-day physical things whatever that may be but like spiritually cherish and nourish my wife mm. um I'm, I'm obviously i'm not the lord but setting her up to pursue mm-hmm. the lord more yeah, and so absolutely. um yeah like this has happened uh, like a day two days ago i was reading the end of first john and he literally closes out the letter he says like little children guard yourselves from idols Mm-hmm. And like the Lord was like, "Crew, how are you going to protect Aaron from idolatry?" Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not that like mm-hmm. that's my job, like mm-hmm. in a sense. But it's like, it's a good word, though. I'm going yeah. to fight for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm striving after all these like disciplines and all these things, like thinking and like looking towards the future. Like, man, how can I do my best to lead my wife in these things, to then lead my eventual family in these things you know mm-hmm. who then there yeah. get to lead their families in these things yeah uh, just wanting to enjoy the lord mm. oh, that's good mm-hmm. that's good that's that's something worth ending on right there that's a good that's, that's a good, good time stuff. man mm. this has been for the good of the body thanks for joining us with crew taylor today <laughs> come on crew any last words follow jesus follow Jesus, Jesus, come on. Come on. Give it up one time for Crew Taylor. Let's go. (laughs) We'll see you next time.